The superpower that every citizen has is the ability to control where they spend their time, money, and attention. By focusing these on supporting local businesses, you are having a profound impact on your friends, your family, and your local community. So if you want to change the world, you can start with buying local. Welcome everyone to Buying Local Saratoga. I'm your host, Mike Nelson, uh, joined today by two very special guests. Uh, excited to have them both on. The first is Jennifer Rhodes, although you might know her by Jem or Gemma. Uh, she is the <laughs> purveyor of amazingness. Not That's not her official <laughs> title, but it should be, uh, of the Mind Body Soul Expo that takes place uh, sometimes a couple times a year here in Saratoga Springs. And uh, we've got one coming up here, I believe it's April 8th. Is that right, Jen? April 8th, 10 April to 6. At the city center? There, Saratoga Springs City Center. Yep. Very nice. Very nice. And we're also joined by Drew Kelly, a psychic medium who is going to be at the uh, Mind, Body, Soul Expo here. And he's going to be doing a special event. And so we wanted to kind of bring you guys both on and have Jim going to have you talk a little bit about the event for people that if it's crazily someone has not heard about it or <laughs> in the past. Uh, I know it's a very well attended event here in Saratoga Springs. And um, so we want to talk about that and then introduce them to Drew as well and, and kind of talk about what he does. And uh, I know that you guys are selling tickets for that event as well. So we want to make sure that uh, people get them before they're gone. Uh so, Jen, why don't we kind of introduce the event first? Why don't you, you know, tell us about Mind, Body, Soul. Uh, tell us what it is. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me on your show and um, for the opportunity for sharing this with your viewers or your customers. Um, Mind, Body, Soul Expo is a health, wellness, holistic event. Um, it's free admission. Um we have a wide variety of vendors who sell products. We have vendors who also offer services like massage and um, psychic mediums. We have um, organic skincare, weight management, Reiki, um, fitness, nutrition, um, and it's free admission. You just walk through the door and you enjoy everything and you explore around the uh, venue and you discover different modalities that you never knew existed and you have fun. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's one thing I was going to ask. I mean, the modalities that you have there, if I remember correctly, uh, you know, they're really a lot there. There's obviously a lot that people have seen before, you know, that you run into all the time, you know, like you said, there's Reiki and massage therapists and different, mm -hmm. um, you know, holistic health practitioners, but there's also a lot of, you know, alternative based therapies. Uh, I, I hesitate to use the word medicines because I don't think anyone's there setting medicines, but really just a lot of alternative based modalities. Let's keep using that word for different yeah. uh, areas of, you know, health and wellness and holistic healing and, and all those things. Is that fair? Or is Yeah. And I, you know, it's, there's so many out there. I I'm still learning. Yeah. Like I, I mean, every year there's like a new, um, I'm approached by um, a new practitioner um, who wants to share their, um, their holistic 
modality healing um, techniques. It's, you know, it's mainly with holistic, it's, it's shying away from the traditional, you know, prescription medicines. Right. And so um, you're using natural, natural, organic um, products to help heal your system, as opposed to using the medicines of, you know, pharmacies, pharmaceuticals and that sort of thing. So, and it's nice. Um, I myself have had my fair share of um, injuries, if you will. And I've been really trying to focus on a holistic approach. Most recently I hurt my, (laughs) broke my leg. Um, So instead of pain medications, you know, what can I use to help um, ease that uh, pain that I'm going through? you know, between meditations, between, um, you know, essential oils, obviously I can't put it on my cast, but I can breathe in the essential oils and I can meditate and, you know, kind of breathe through that, that pain and whatnot. So yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) So now I know in the past, I mean, you, you have thousands of people that come to this event, not, not, uh, not, just the not hundreds, just right. not hundreds, thousands. thousands. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. I know. Uh, I, I believe one year you had like four or five thousand people coming through the door. Yeah. Um, and even through COVID, uh, let's see. I know that you made a. Did you? You didn't have an event during COVID during 2020, but as soon as you were allowed to, I mean, you still had some really large turnouts. Yes. Yes, I did, and it's um, it. it I think being free admission helps, um, but it's more than that. Um, Being a part of the event and going into the event, there's a lot of um, just positive energy circling around the event. It's um, when I get feedback from both customers and vendors, they they just say, you have to experience it. You have to come in and experience all the energy. You just, you walk in and it's like something you haven't experienced before. And it's, it's just an all around positive experience. I, I haven't had anybody with a negative experience who came in. (laughs) Well, and it's not just, you know, and and if I remember correctly too, it's not just, um, you know, coming in and going to booths and seeing different uh, products, whether it's, you know, handmade jewelry or essential oils or gemstones or whatever, but also like you have uh, like yoga and I think, did you have, did you have anyone doing Kirtan last year? Um, No, they were slated for the, um, the event that got postponed um for oh, COVID. Okay, okay. So, yeah um but we do have a gentleman that comes over from massachusetts um he does hand pan and um so this year with hand pan um he's going to be doing multiple things at the event on april 8th he's actually um bringing about uh, 20 of his instruments and um guests can attendees can come in and um learn basic hand pan. Um, and then he'll also have some available for purchase. He does remote um, online classes. So if you know somebody's interested in taking it further, they'll yeah. be able to sign up with him and do hand pan and learn hand pan online with him. I He's don't know also, what hand pan is. You have to what so is it's, it, um, it's a um, instrument and it looks like a um, it looks like a turtle shell. 
okay. <laughs> like a tortoise shell. And yeah, when yeah. you hit it um, um, with your, um, use your fingers and uh, palms of your hands. And when you hit it, it uh, produces this really like delicate sound that comes out. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, it's so amazing. And he's like, it, it's, it's just beautiful. And yeah. he's like, yeah, he'll be doing a performance as well um, towards the end of the day from um, um, 4.30 to 6. Um, we have a, a stage in the middle of our venue. Well, uh, that's one of the things I wanted to highlight, too, is that you have like performances and there's yeah. workshops and, you know, like you can go in and do a yoga class or you can go in yes. and music or, or get, you know, get um, information on different topics. And I think that's one of my favorite thing about the event is every time that I've gone, I've been exposed to something I didn't even knew existed, which I thought was really cool. Yes. And, you know, I tend to think that I'm uh, pretty open and and really, you know, learned in the area of um, alternative uh, options out there for all different, you know, walks of life. And um, to be able to go in there and still find something new, which uh, is exciting to me. It and, is. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So. Thank you. It's awesome. Yeah. I love that feedback. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, I, you know, and, and to kind of bring uh, Drew in, who has been very kind to mute his microphone when he coughs. I keep looking up and I see him uh, coughing a little bit. <laughs> uh, so, um, and that's kind of, you know, with, with Drew coming in as a, a, a psychic medium. So, so before we get to Drew, you know, kind of tell us a little bit, Gem, about what you're, you know, you're bringing him in. I know you also have another um, gemstone meditation going on at the event as well. Uh, yes, when you're bringing right. in people like Drew, um, what, what are you what are you hoping you know to do for people? Um, with um, bringing in and Drew, so Drew has um, has done events, spirit messages, events in this area um, years ago, and I mm -hmm. actually experienced it myself. I went to it, and he just has this. One, he's awesome for one. Um, he's very accurate. Mm -hmm. um, he knows things that um, my my own mother-in-law got a reading from him. Um, and he knew like things that she's never talked about and like, you know, her whole family doesn't even know. Um, right. And um, he has just this energy that fits the expo. Like just the way his his personality, his um, the vibe he brings, the energy he brings, and um, I thought this would be an awesome opportunity for attendees to be a part of, as well as um, you know myself and Drew uh, to work together. Um, his um, credentials are just amazing and it's an honor to be able to have him at the event. Um, so like going forward, my um, kind of rebranding, if you will, sure. for the expo, we will continue to be free admission um, for attendees, but we'll be offering special events like Drew's event, like yeah. um, Aaron's gem medicine. It, it's like a VIP, if you, yeah. if you will. Um, so these, um, these practitioners who are um, well known or have uh, unique modalities, um, those um, 
where they don't offer free for free. It's like, it's so unique that you need to pay to see it. (laughs) Uh, Those are uh, the individuals that will be um, coming to the events uh, going forward. Um, And especially with Drew, um, he's just, to experience one of his spirit messages, I, I remember sitting in the audience and he like commands the audience, which is awesome. But um, I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but like musicians do it, right? So yeah. they like engage and whatnot, make it fun. And I I just sat there and I looked at him and I'm like, he needs to be at the expo. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure out how to get him at the expo. And that was a couple of years ago. So right. I reached out and he said, let's do it. Let's try it. <laughs> let's try well, it. Let's, what let's, let's bring Drew in. Uh, yeah. Hey guys, happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, I'm still trying to, you know, it's funny. You think after what, three years now of being on zoom all the time because of COVID and everything else that I, I I'd be a master of the zoom interview by now, but I'm still, uh, I still prefer in person, but I know we, we couldn't, couldn't do it for this one, but uh, still trying to figure out how to, interact and engage on zoom here but so drew uh i'm fascinated by number one what you do but kind of like understanding how it works so tell us a little bit about well i guess maybe you should i guess before we get i'm getting ahead of myself tell us tell us about you drew tell us who you are and uh I, i would love to know how one becomes a psychic medium to be honest with you like how do you just you know, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So first let me just say, Jim, I'm just really grateful to to be here and, um, I'm honored to be part of the event. And, and I know we're like after the event, it's like the event after the event, but, um, just having access to that many people and to bring something like this, which, you know, obviously holds my passion and my focus as my work, but also really my life's purpose. So I'm just really grateful to be here. And Michael, thanks for putting this together like this. Um, so for me, you know, I, I would, it's easier for me to like stand in front of a group, connect with loved ones on the other side or with information that I'm not sure is real until I get a validation than it is to stand up there and tell people about Drew beyond the medium. But I will say this, I'll say that. And the only reason I say that is, um, before I did this work, which I didn't really know I could do this until around 2011, Mm -hmm. that I had no idea. I just, I basically had to get sober in order to realize how sensitive I was to energy and to people. And when people talk about like the empath, I'm an empath. And I know it's more of a new age word, um, but it's really the emotional and energetic engagement of the psychic senses. So, you know, my whole life, since I was 13 up, you know, I grew up in a household. You didn't really want to be, you want to come home. I didn't want to be home. So yeah. I went out a lot and I started partying at like 13 and, and, um, you know, I, I wasn't a bad guy or a bad kid, uh, inside, but I, you know, I definitely wasn't, I got in a lot of trouble, you know, nothing that, uh, you know, that has to do with any kind of like violence or anything like that, but just mischievous. I was out late. I liked to party. And, and really what I was doing was I was numbing. You know, and um, it's a big part of my story. And then after 9-11, I joined the service and I went overseas and and I had that kind of this experience that I wouldn't give to anyone else, but I wouldn't take it back. So when I came home, I tried to get back to like a normal life. And 
you know, I'm Irish and Italian. So I always joke, you can't get any more Catholic. Uh, my father was in law enforcement. My mom passed away, but she's a homemaker. And, um, you know, it runs up on both sides, but I would say not in this form. So I, when I came back from overseas, I definitely had PTSD. I mean, I followed someone over the George Washington bridge and wanted to pull them out of their car. And I saw how afraid they were and I'm a big guy and I know how to handle myself. And I was like, all right, I need to do something. So, you know, in that on top of, so I started going to therapy, I started taking medication and then I got hooked on this medication. Like everything I did, I did a lot, all, all in. I wasn't a little bit in on anything. And, you know, especially if it was really quick gratification and it was bad for me. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I could joke about it now because, you know, it's been almost a decade, you know, so, um, or, or more than that. So what, in short, what happened is my mom ended up getting really sick from cancer and passed away. And it was a brutal experience after witness that over a two year period. And she was the type of mom that all three of us kids thought we were her favorite. You know, right. and the dynamic was changing. And in the meantime, we rushed my wedding a little bit. I was engaged. Um, and my fiance's father came to me and said, you know, I think we should rush it because I don't know if she's going to make it. So I got to have like the dance with my mom. And I got to I took her to the park the last time she ever got out of the house before she got gurneyed out on Christmas morning. And I remember us having a conversation and being talking about life after death. And about how, like, did you ever think I was going to get married? Like, we joked. And it was a really difficult conversation. But now I'm so appreciative of that because I feel like uh, I didn't know what I didn't know I could do this again. And my right. mom at the time was doing all this alternative stuff. She was getting Reiki every day. She was doing this thing with her feet that, like, you know, took the chemicals out of your feet. She went away for, like, 30 grand to, like, Mexico to learn about macrobiotic and microbiotic diets and and all this stuff. And, and um in, in that period of time, my wife and I, after my mom passed, after we got married, uh, she passed very shortly after that couple months, we were pregnant. And then we had an eight month stillborn baby girl. So that was really traumatic. Obviously, we didn't know we were, you know, room painted name picked out Emily, October 28th, we gave birth to a deceased baby and I had a wrapper in a blanket pretty much give her back. So it was just bizarre. And my mom was like the person that I get a little emotional talking about, but my mom was the person that I would have wanted to be able to be like, you know, give me some sort of guidance or comfort if that. Yeah. So my dad didn't really know how to handle it. And um, 26 days later or something like that, um, I was out with my brother at lunch and uh, for work, we worked together and my, I got a phone call and my sister's husband stabbed himself to death. So oh, it was yeah. just like this crazy period he just had like a psychotic break and um, you know, they thought it was a murder and all this stuff. It was just like, what, what just happened? So the only reason I bring all that up is it was very evident to me that over the next couple of weeks, I mean, I was drinking half a glass of vodka in the middle of the day, like, and it wasn't even doing anything. Yeah. So there was nothing that was taking away this hurt and this pain and this fragility uh, this ex this acknowledgement of the fragility of that is life. And, you know, I didn't know how to accept it. I didn't know how to deal with it. So I just became everyone else's yes person. I'll, you know, let me make you comfortable and kind of thing. And it just all fell apart. My wife and I went to therapy and I'll never forget my therapist. You know, I went to fix my wife, you know, and, um, and obviously she went through hell because we didn't even get a chance to mourn. You mm -hmm. know, we had this, this happened. And then all of a sudden we're at someone else's funeral you know, and uh, it was just a bizarre 
period of time and tragic. And so shortly thereafter, I ended up going into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and stopped drinking and drugging entirely. And that changed everything. And about a year to the day after that, um, and it, it, it changed my habits. You know, I'd wake up and I'd read a, a reflection of, you know, a spiritual reflection for the day. And I would pray a little bit. It wasn't religious to me. It was very universal. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that, that in, in 12-step programs, especially the original one of AA from B- the founder, Bill Wilson, was very spiritually driven in a universal way. Um, even though the language can be, uh, you know, somewhat Christian or Catholic, because that's the references they had in the 40s. So, right. um in short, my sister ended up about a year to the day, my sister was like, Drew, you got to talk to this psychic, you know, and I remember being like, eh, I'm good, you know, you go to the psychic on a board. And it's not that I didn't believe in them, or I did. But th- especially that word psychic, I was like, eh. and she's like, just, you know, just talk to her. I'm like, all right, my sister was going to mediums and psychics, and she has the ability too. So anyway, I got on the phone with the psychic. And she was just like, hey, um, you know, she said a couple things that were really hit me. Like I co-signed a car for a guy that worked for me and he was going to be a police officer. And she said that she said those three things. And she said, he's going to default by April. And I remember being like, nah, what are you talking about? It ended up being true. But um, like, who can, you couldn't Google that. Right. So, you know, right. then as we were talking, I remember I was just picking up everything she didn't get, you know, which is what we do. Cause I was such a skeptic. I was like, what does she want? And it was per minute or something, you know, something crazy. Like you, you get charged, you had to put like money in and then it would ding and you get another 20 minutes. But she started talking about how, you know, you're going to do this work and, you know, you need to meet your spirit guides. And I was such a skeptic. I'll never forget just being like, well, where are they? I don't see them. And she was just like, are you sitting next to a fireplace with a brown dog? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it just <laughs> freaked me out. And I was right? like, yeah. Yeah. She's like yeah, she's just like, just meditate tonight and see what happens. So at the time, I still smoked cigarettes. So I did everything wrong. My feet were dangling off like a barstool high chair at my island. I Googled how to meditate, surrounded myself with white light, lit a candle, put out my cigarette and meditated. And then um, instead of all hell broke loose, like all heaven broke loose. Like literally like in my kitchen, I started, I, I felt a man's face against my nose. And I had this visual of a, of a, a river flowing into a waterfall instead of away from. And I re- still to this day, remember having the conscious thought my mind wouldn't make that up. Like what is going on here? Because the whole time I'm in resistance, I'm fighting it. Like this can't, I never meditated before. I felt that this man, I saw this man and your eyes change when you fixate on somebody else's eyes, your eyes like focus. And I saw that. And then he, it's like, he all of a sudden was right in front of me. I could feel the heat of a body. So I took a deep breath and I opened my eyes and I looked at my dog. I'm like, all right, Tyler, time for bed. And I looked to the windows where the sliders were and there was the silhouette of these people. And it was just like incredible. And for the next 36 hours or so, it was probably more movie-like than I would like to admit nowadays, but it was like, you couldn't miss it. And it was instantaneous contact of mind-to-mind communication, instantaneous. So as soon as I, it was like, they could see my thought three seconds before it came to me. And they were just like, immediately I would have a response. And uh, there's a whole, I'm writing about it now. So there's this whole thing. And then Shortly thereafter, I remember in maybe three, four days, I'm talking out loud, walking around my house like a nut. And I'm just like, I'm going to work. I'm going to work today. And I own my own business and I did really well for myself. So I didn't have to go in every day. But um, I remember like, I'm going to work because I'm going to lose my mind here. And I heard like, you're not going to work today. You're not going to, I just remember being like, I'm arguing with nobody. I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. 
And uh, I went and I went to get ready for work and take a shower. And I turned and I scraped the top of my head and had this huge welt. So I was bleeding. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go to work. So I sat around that day and I meditated or I, I just closed my eyes and asked them what they wanted kind of thing. And I kept hearing, this is Jonathan, you got to call Jason. So there's a lot more after that, but I ended up getting invited to this guy's house. This guy didn't really know, called him up. And as I was talking to him, it became like more improv real time where someone was touching my kidney. So I just understood that his kidney, and it was so slight, but it was like, it was like a gentle finger touching my kidney. I remember being like, do you understand he had cancer of the kidney? It started in the kidney. He's like, yeah, like everything was, yeah, it was weird, but it wasn't a ghost standing next to me talking out loud where I could just be like, hang on, let me ask him. And right, that, right. Right. And that's what we think. And it really threw me off where I was like, I don't understand, like, am I losing my mind? And, um, you know, it, it just, the, the validation from living people going, well, yeah, that makes sense to me. And I'm like, really? Because only maybe 50% of it made sense to me. And, um, you know, that happened repeatedly. And I even went to my therapist with like pictures. I'm like, I think I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm hearing stuff. And, you know, I ended up getting stuff for her and it made sense to her. So that's the first inclination that I understood that this was not a ghost walking around, like going, coming through the wall, being like, Drew, say David, you know, <laughs> I always joke, like, if that's the case, they would just go to their person. They wouldn't need me. They right. don't have a voice box. So it was an internalized expression of this intuitive psychic language and mediumship is just a consciousness stepping into my awareness um, speaking to me through the psychic faculties, if you will, or communicating with me and influencing me to say things or understand things and convey them to a person in a certain way. So what they give me is never wrong, but how I convey it can be. So, you know, I'm, I'm still my biggest skeptic and I'm still, I still get really frustrated with the living. The living are a pain in the ass. <laughs> and I say that with all due respect and all love, but it's like, I, I, I feel like sometimes I need like a tape recorder of things that I've said before. And mm -hmm. I, I have to keep remembering it's the most humbling experience I've ever had in my entire life. And it continues to be like that. And as soon as I don't think that I need to learn anymore, I'm in trouble. Like, I don't want to be like that. So I worked really hard. I traveled around the world, studied at Arthur Finley College of Psychic Sciences, which is not a semester based thing, but like a week at a time, a weekend at a time, blindfold studies, like anything and everything that was the hardest type of evidential mediumship mm -hmm. I pursued Scotland, England did healing in Norway, studied trance states because I didn't understand why one day it would be so spot on. And the next day it was like, I had to work three times as hard to get half the information. And especially when people were really hurting and lost like a mom or a child or a husband, and they would sit in front of me and they would kind of, they were kind of demanding it without knowing it, not in a rude way. But just like kind of be like, you're a medium, you should know, you should expect a right. medium to be able to connect. And that's where the work started for me is that I started to recognize that it's predicated on the need, not the want. And it's, uh, I can't be a spirit DJ, I can try. Um, and a also that, DJ? yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'll say that <laughs> yeah, to people no, like, I, that's and in the middle of a group, like, I, the one thing I love about this, this opportunity is, is doing it in Saratoga, which is my, I would live there still if it wasn't for having a daughter down here. Um, yeah. But just, you know, the more I did this, the first thing I ever did as far as a reading was in a group. Someone asked me to do a group like professionally. And I was like, no way I'm doing that. And I went the, back to get this picture framed. And she asked me again, I was like, all right, let's give it a try. And I said to spirit, if it works, I'll keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And like, there was a piece of me that knew I needed to do it. But you know, who, 
at what point are you ready? And who, right. you know, I'm waiting for someone to touch me on the shoulder and be like, yeah, you're good enough because I was going to all these different spiritualist tutors to, um, you know, all these big names, you know, some you would know, some you wouldn't. And what I found was some of the best teachers weren't the best um, group people. Sure. And some of the people that were fantastic at doing mediumship weren't the best teachers. So it was a very personalized, unique kind of thing. And it already worked through me. I just needed someone to help me understand and unlock, uh, you know, that piece of it. Like, how do, how do I harness that? How do I, how do I get out of the way more? And that's yeah. really what happened is that I had to just do more work. And the sobriety for me kept me in lockstep with spirituality because it was very rooted in <clears throat> humility, gratitude, service, uh, prayer, meditation, being, you know, helpful to others. And also, connecting to something that's greater than me. And, you know, if, if I want to give Michael and Jem the best reading ever, it might not, it might be my version of the best reading, not yours. Right. And it might not be what you need. You might not need to know that I know your dad's name. You, that might have no relevance. Do you, you know, know my I mean? dad's name? No. Oh. <laughs> I think it would be, it would probably be Michael. It, it is. Yeah. Or it was. Uh, so and All so right. it's funny to me, like, I didn't even know that he passed until just when I said it. Yeah. So it's so, so, so it's almost like when you meet someone and you're, so how it works kind of, if you meet someone, it's like, I have to be standing in the river of consciousness, pouring into a glass that you're also drinking from at the same time. I can't bottle this up, run down the street and be like, Hey, I got your so-and-so in this jar. It's, it, the, the living experience kind of goes away. So it's almost like when you meet someone and you're like, they walk away and you kind of have this weird thought, like maybe they're pregnant. <laughs> it's way out here, you know, and then you yeah. don't say anything. And like, you get a call the next day and like, you know, so-and-so's pregnant. You're like, I think I knew that, you know? And so what, yeah. what I what somehow somewhere those, that subtlety of subconscious thought got closer and more accessible. And so now like with the butterfly series and, and teaching Reiki and teaching intuitive classes and mediumship, I see it over and over again, that it's, it's really about, like giving life to the inner whisper so that it becomes louder and louder. And it's always going to be subtle. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's such a bizarre thing. And I feel like, like right now, I feel like I could probably connect with your dad and I connect with other people. And, and I always feel like there has to, it has to help her heal for it to be yeah. real. It has to help her heal. Like if I get stuff like there's dark this, there's dark that, or they're stuck in between. To me, that's complete utter nonsense. I've never experienced anything like that. And the and I did have experiences in my house where I thought it was haunted. And I had a medium come to my house and she was really good. She knew that I lost a baby. She knew my mom passed. And she said, and she didn't know anything about me. So she couldn't have known that. So then um, she sat down and I remember like in 10 minutes being like, you know, she's like, do you feel that? I'm like, yeah, what's, something's different. The house is calm. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, what'd you do? You know, I'm thinking like, she whispered something, said some magical prayer. And she was just like, because you're calm. And I was like, what? And she's like, when you're calm and peaceful, the spirit connection in the spirit world will always be calm and peaceful and loving. When you're afraid, it'll be freaky and, and scary. And I was like, she's like, it's a direct reflection of you. And I was like, oh my God, I've never had a negative experience since. So it changed everything. And, and I mean, I mean, I was having physical things, doors shut. And I'm not saying that other people's experiences aren't valid or real because I've been to hauntings and stuff like that. But, but most of it's usually the people that live there or people connected to them trying to get attention. 
you know, and I do think, you know, there's a lot more that I don't know than I do. So I don't go sitting at two o'clock in the morning playing with a Ouija board and, you know, calling, on <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't play around with some of this energy, but at the same time, I respect it, but I trust in the love and the light it, implicitly. So I don't have to worry about all the other stuff. And I, I just feel like it's graced so many people. Cerrone Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning in Queensbury, New York, has been offering services including installation and repair to our community for over 25 years. Their professionally trained plumbers and HVAC technicians are capable of completing any job from start to finish with a promise to deliver unmatched customer service in the process. Um, so, like, I can't get your dad out of my mind. Do you mind? No, I don't mind. So, do you understand that he kind of went quick? uh yeah so I mean, okay so if he was sick he would have went pretty quick at the end where you didn't get to say goodbye correct okay because i just get that feeling from him and he must have light eyes like you yes okay so even your voice sounds like his because when you said yes it makes me feel like that okay and i don't know if he's michael james or mj but i keep getting that like there's a john or a james is that his yeah. uh my michael john right yeah perfect so and also that um he loves you very much. So do you have a brother? I don't. Okay. He just keeps making me feel like there's two of you. Is that uh, true or no? Say no, no if it's not. I'm okay with it being no. No. I, and don't not. say you didn't, you don't know. <laughs> no, oh, because people will say no. that. So that's okay. But do you understand that your mom might've had one that didn't come? Well, I have a sister. I mean, okay. he, he, had, he had two kids. Yeah. So that's one of two. So that yeah. would make sense to me. Okay. So also, um, It's so funny. He makes me feel like you're doing something that he never thought you'd be doing. Well, I, too many things, probably. <laughs> no, no, but with the, with the way that you're doing your business, he's making me feel like, um, I, I, let me just kind of capitalize on this for a sec. So do yeah. you have one of his hats? Do I have one of his hats? Um, no, but no, I don't. Did he always wear a hat? I don't, I don't want to say always. Okay. I just keep getting this blue hat and it okay. feels like it would have like a little bit of a buckle in the back, like a comfortable blue hat. I just keep getting that. But also that your dad just keeps showing me also the month of November. Do you understand that being significant? So it has to be a birthday, a passing or an anniversary. I mean, my son's birthday is in November. So that's a big deal. Yeah. So that's him. So to me, this is how it would work where they're acknowledging things to kind of anchor me in a certain light about you because you must have given him the same middle name or he has the same initials, right? What, my son? Yeah. No. Really? No. Yeah. Okay. So I'm really okay being wrong. Yeah. Because I feel like if I'm not wrong, I'm not trying hard enough. Sure. <laughs> so let me, I, I do, I do. And um, I don't understand this. So is your dad one of three? Kids? No, is he one of three siblings? Who, my dad or yes. my son? Or you, no, no, no. My, my dad was one of five boys. Oh. <sighs> I still can't stop writing the number three. So you, and you only have a sister. I have, uh, I have three sisters. So he's trying, trying to bring me that and I'm getting it wrong. Fair enough. So let me just say this. Um, I don't know why he keeps bringing this up. And also, did you used to draw a lot? When I was younger. So just say, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and, and look, I'm not trying to make this uncomfortable, but I just, no, not if, if we try to qualify it, 
sometimes there's things that it doesn't, I don't know why they'll bring up things that are really, really long time ago and why they'll bring up things that are now, but he also keeps bringing up this big thing about, were you fascinated with trains? Trains? I definitely, I wouldn't say not when I was, yeah, no. I don't know if I was fascinated with trains. I like trains. I like trains now as an adult. I don't know why you just keep showing me trains. Okay. And to me, it's not like Thomas the train. Okay. It's like real trains or the old like uh, Lionel trains. He just keeps showing me those like that. There's like, I don't know if they collected them or if he's just showing me that you like this. Hold on. So also that he wasn't going to miss this opportunity to come through for you. Um, and I do feel like in a lot of ways, do you understand that he was a very loving dad towards you? Uh, so your hesitation right there is you're not sure. So right. let me just sit with this for a second. Um, do you understand that he feels that there were a lot of things in the way why he couldn't be connected to you? Sure. I can understand that. Okay. Because I don't feel a lack of love here with him. Mm-hmm. I feel a lack of being able to connect and he keeps harness heart, like harping on that. Um, and also that I don't understand this. So, so did your mom have, your mom was separated from him, correct? Yes. So she had two other people that were in your life as male figures Um, after him. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He just keeps making me feel like it's really significant that you know, that you had everything you needed and that he wasn't going to be a good influence with the state of being that he was in. Do you understand that? I do. And that he makes me feel like he just couldn't stop and he couldn't understand why. Okay. Okay. And also that it had nothing to do with wanting to or loving. He couldn't, it was just a vicious cycle. And he keeps giving me that he is so sorry. And if he could have said those words and given you some sort of peace, he would have, even though they may fall on deaf ears now, he doesn't want you to feel slighted or ashamed of him doing him. It's not yours to own. Got okay. It. And um, he just makes me feel like he got, he felt like he got the shit end of the stick um, coming up and he just couldn't shake this almost self-pity. And I just keep getting that. Um, he made it, he kept making, trying to make things better, but he would make it worse for himself. Do you understand that? I do. And he just makes me feel like, especially when it came to like money, like anything, he just, it's like, it wasn't his mind. It was like, he just, he couldn't find a way to love himself or forgive himself for the repeated cycle of chaos. That's how I want to put it. Does that make okay. sense? It does. Um, and he's just so grateful that you are doing everything in your life to be the exact contrast of that. Do you understand that? You're very That's stable. Good very stable, very poignant, very focused, very loving, very open, very vulnerable. And that's in spite of him. He's not taking credit for that. He's given you all the credit, but he does want you to, he wants you to honor. He wants to honor your mom for bringing you better people in your life to the extent that she could. Um, and he's kind of laughing at the animals that we were talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know, well, I'll tell you, Drew, you might have gotten a couple of things wrong in the beginning, but you, you really nailed it at the end there. That was that's pretty spot on. Good. Good. And <laughs> so I and you know, I would if someone is is listening to this, so uh and I and I'll you know, offline I'll tell you, Drew, about how sure. spot on you were, but 
Um, if someone's listening, you know, so is this is like that the kind of thing that they would expect at the show? Like if if they come to this show and you know, like absolutely is that how it works. So the first, the most important thing for me is who's here, yeah, who they here for, and how do we know it's really them? And that's why I push sometimes too hard on the evidence, where I'll be like, give me more, give me more, and I'll, that's where I start getting it wrong, yeah. because I'm still like, are you sure I have you? It's not granddad. It's definitely dad. Cause I can feel his dad there too. Yeah. So like all of a sudden it's like, I'll start getting all this stuff. And, and then once it's like wearing them like a raincoat and their energy blends with mine, it's more of a merge of souls or mind or heart. It's not, it's not a conversation. It's a blend. And I understand them in first and third person, but my references in my life is also in the way sometimes. Yeah. So like, you know, if I get one of three, I have three, I'm one of three, so I'll get that, but it'll be three girls. You know, there's little things that get off, but the most important thing to me is the why, once you get the who and the sure. evidence and the why, because I feel like he literally took this opportunity. Hold on, I can feel his emotions. He took this opportunity to make sure that he could get through to his son at the right time in the right way where you couldn't just walk away. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was going to be yeah. useful. This is the intelligence of the divine design that runs through us, from us, to us, so that life happens for us, is that there's no, there's nothing wasted in that spiritual economy. So to be able to, to kind of use this for this, it shows us how it works, and it gives a platform while giving healing and giving more poignant questions from you, because now you understand it as a recipient. Yeah. You know, and it, it is like this when I'm working with a group um, and I try to keep it really light, really moving. I don't want to sit in the emotional too long. If I get emotional, I can get taken out of it. Sure. Um, and also like, um, but I, I try to make it not a comedy show, but it's not church either. You know what sure. I mean? Like we can laugh, yeah. we can, we can learn. Um, I get the most funny shit. I get some funny shit, like stuff where I'll be like, do you understand this? And like the odd stuff that I'm going, nah, can't be. They'll go, oh my God. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, or, or, it won't, or sometimes like, I remember I got this, this tiny little baseball bat floating into a dollhouse garage made out of popsicle sticks. And I use this reference a lot. And I remember this, these two women drove from like Syracuse to come see me. And I was really nervous. I wasn't gonna be able to read for them. And I just didn't understand what that, like, what am I supposed to do with that? I was seeing it in my mind's eye. Yeah, And I knew I had their mom or their grandmother. There was a female connection. And I just said, what's the bat in the garage? And they were like, oh my God, we killed a bat in the garage this morning. So sometimes I need that other person to say, oh, this is what that is. And then other times I'm like, they'll try to make it what it's not. And I'm like, no, no, sure. stay here with me. Stay here with me. You know what I mean? Like, so even with the trains, like, I feel like that could have went been about your son. It could have been about a train set that was in the family. It could have been about him passing away close to Christmas. It could have been about, you know, all this stuff. It could have, but it most likely was the fact that he's trying to show you that he knows your likes. Like it's the subtleties. So in a group, and I try to keep it moving, obviously, you know, if you have, you know, a hundred people or so in a group, you know, not everyone's going to get a reading, but the right. witnessing of the, the proof of life after life or the evidence of life after life and messages of hope, inspiration, and healing gives us hope and also reminds us that because we are spirit incarnate, we are spirit in a physical vehicle, in a physical reality, no different from them. So knowing that 
life after life exists, then your life is worth living and you're where you're supposed to be. And, you know, we can take it from there. And if we yeah. don't accept where we are right now, then we can't make our life better. And most people are in such denial or blame, which is the highest form of denial, um, that, you know, it's like, I have people come in and they want to know why the person took their own life instead of just getting validations that I couldn't possibly know that your son took his own life. And I say that, but it doesn't phase them. So right. there's different levels to this. And in a group environment, you know, the support and the energetic, um, like, community vibe is so yeah. cool and so crucial. And that's why I'm so grateful. Jem knows that like, there's something magical about putting all these people in a room and, and kind of in spite of me, this seems to work really like magic every time. And, and the people that get certain messages, like I could have been very, I could have pulled stuff out of you and said, give me more. Cause I want validation, but I'm very sure. confident in what I was getting. I knew that I hit the mark and I knew that he was getting across what he needed to and that it made sense to you. It's not about like, sometimes people are afraid to come because they're like, I always joke, like anybody cheating, I'm not going to call you out. I promise. And they'll laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and like, I always joke, like I curse, like a truck driver. I don't levitate. I don't have a bad phone to God. My life can be very complicated. I don't do this perfectly. And I'm not the best. I just give you my best to the best, that, to the extent that I can every time we do this. And I think for the groups, you know, if you want to, if you want to, um, if you're a skeptic, you're welcome. You know, if you're really into it, you're welcome. And I, I just feel like it, it's one of those things where it's the neon sign in the spiritual shop and that, that kind of universality that has to do with spirit, however you look at it, whether it's yeah. interchangeable with consciousness or it's religious, it doesn't matter to me. I just feel like as long as it comes from the right place and it's real and like, I'd rather be real than be right. So if I get a couple of things wrong, it's not going to stop me. But if I'm in a group with you, Michael, and, and that wouldn't have stopped me, but if someone's kind of like, well, it's not my nephew, it's actually my granddad, or, you know, it's not my cat, but I had a, you know, an alligator, <laughs> like people will make things what they're not. And then I know I'm not with you. So it's so important when I'm with the right person for the right person, yeah. eventually it finds its mark. And, and when it flows and it stops, you could feel it. It just kind of winds down. And I try to stay out of the way and give them the floor and be the best ambassador for spirit that I can be. So I hope that explains it. And I love that this just happened this way. Like, this is yeah. what happens to me every day. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm in all of it. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. 1-800-PAINT-JOB. Professional painters and pressure washers providing high-quality paint jobs and close client relationships to bring great ideas to life for over 30 years. So I know we're, we're getting short on time, but uh, I want to, let's see, we're just a few weeks away from the expo. Yes. Mar uh, April 8th, City Center. Jen, what time Saturday. do you start? Saturday. Uh, we open at 10. Okay. Um, we do have uh, free admission tickets. Okay. that are available um they can um customers can go to our facebook page um web page um event page okay. <laughs> on facebook um uh, to get their free tickets or they can email me and get those free tickets okay. um those free admission tickets um ticket holders are eligible to um win like door prizes, if you will. So right, some of the right. vendors, it's um, it's mind, body, soul catch that they can use the day of the show. Okay. So um, and it's only for ticket holders, non-ticket holders, 
whatever. And uh, ticket holders also um, have priority on entrance. So if we're at capacity, um, they take priority over non-ticket holders to enter the event. Okay. And then for Drew's show, I, I want to say show, for Drew's event, uh, how does someone sign, uh, get tickets for that? Because you are selling tickets for that. Yeah, so they can go to drewcali.com. It's www.drewcali.com. And if yeah. they just go to the events page, right at the, or at the top of every page is a, a kind of a spirit messages at City Center, Saratoga Springs. Um, they could just click on that and they can buy them at the event. However, um, it, it'd probably be best that they buy before just in case because we're not sure, uh, you know, there's limited seating, but okay. um, it's going to be really exciting. It starts at 630 and mm -hmm. there's like a fondue thing before. And, you know, there's, yeah. it's just going to be a lot of fun. So if you, if you go to the uh, expo for the day and you buy tickets for that at night, you won't be disappointed. It's going to be an awesome day. So I hope people yeah. really do that. Absolutely. Yeah. The, um, we do fondue. Uh, they'll have two uh, chocolate fountains. That's why um, I'm going. Uh, I mean, who doesn't like chocolate fondue? I know. And then we have a, um, we'll have a signature uh, mocktail. Um, we're embracing the full pink moon, which is on uh, Thursday that week, but we're celebrating the pink moon Yeah. Um, for the, it's going to be our theme for the event. And um, yeah, well, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And one thing I just wanted to say too, is that the expo closes at about six. Yep. So we, we start at 6.30. So it is okay. a different event. It is closed or it's not a totally different event. It's just an event right after it really kind of is a closed door event. It's not something that if you didn't buy tickets for, you can kind of peruse and kind of walk in and look right, right. as no. if you're at the expo. So, um, you know, it's always an honor and a privilege for me to share this space with the groups of people. And especially with people like yourself, Michael, and for Jim, who's putting so much good stuff out there for an expo like this and bringing so many different people together, which is next to impossible to do. I might add, I know so <laughs> many people that have put together, you know, centers and expos of, of the, in a very eclectic fashion that have not done very well, especially for periods of time. So the fact that the consistency is um, there and it keeps growing and people are loving it. And there's thousands of people that are going just, don't miss out on this. It's going to be an awesome day, especially now that we're kind of hopefully coming to the end of COVID. It's coming into spring. What better way to spend a Saturday on April 8th? Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Well, guys, thank you so much for jumping on the Zoom with me. And uh, for those of you listening, make sure that you uh, get your tickets for Drew and uh, that you go to the expo. It's going to be a great event. So thanks. Thank everybody. you, Michael. Thank you so thank much. You. <laughs> yeah. Woo woo. The superpower that every citizen has is the ability to control where they spend their time, money, and attention. By focusing these on supporting local businesses, you are having a profound impact on your friends, your family, and your local community. So if you want to change the world, you can start with buying local.